Welcome to the Tamarin Learning Podcast, where host Dr. Kirby Ross-Plock speaks with experts on many topics relevant in the ultra-high net worth family wealth management space. Kirby is author of several books, including The Complete Family Office Handbook, and shares her expertise consulting with families and family offices. Kirby is also the founder of Tamarind Learning, an online wealth education platform that develops practical, foundational learning programs for beneficiaries to help them prepare for responsible stewardship of wealth. Welcome to the Tamarind Learning Podcast. My name is Kirby Rosbloch. I'm your host and also Chief Learning Officer at Tamarind Learning. Today, we're talking about collaboration, communication, and the different on-ramps for next generation family members. I am so privileged to have Chelsea Toller here today. She has so much to offer and share and is so well connected in the next generation space. And so without further ado, I'm gonna let, turn it over to Chelsea and she can tell us a little bit more about her background um, and the work she's doing. Chelsea, welcome. Thank you so much for having me, Kirby. It's so fun when we get to engage intergenerationally to talk about family foundations, collaboration, philanthropy, venture. So I'm really excited to be here. In terms of my background, I currently am in Austin, Texas. I call Austin my home. I grew up here although I do share my time with New York from time to time. And that's just been really great. Uh, we are privileged to get to meet next gens from all over the world and, and hear a little bit about their communities. In terms of what I do, I run my family's private foundation and then most recently have started um, a company and a network of next gen philanthropists and investors um, with a dear friend of mine, Olivia Dell. So we're the founding partners of Nova and we run peer cohorts so that next gens in this space don't have to do philanthropy and investment and learn about financial literacy alone. They get to do it with their friends um, and we leverage our mentors and networks and partners so that they're able to do this in a collaborative space. That's amazing. I'm so excited for the work you and Olivia are doing and championing. I can't imagine a better time um, why do you think doing it collaboratively is so important? What, what does that mean for this next generation? And tell us more about Nova and what you're doing. Sure. So I give the example, it's, it's really easy to understand things when you talk about your personal stories, right? So for me, when I was thinking about stepping into more of a leadership role within my own family's philanthropy, when I was trying to figure out, okay, what does my first deal look like? Am I gonna do a syndicate? Do I join a club as an angel? Who do I learn from? All of these things, um, while incredibly important for community and impact, and even though I have a great passion for them, it can feel really overwhelming or you don't exactly know where to start. Do you start everything at one time? Um, and so even just meeting Olivia and what we've been able to do together has really showed me the value of even meeting one person also in this space. So when I look at a deal and I'm not sure you know, yes, I can ask my family, but having someone who's also next gen, who cares about sustainability, who's been well versed in the UN's SDG goals, who, you know, might know someone at a fund that we could ask or an expert an opinion on, it just completely changes your journey. So if we can do this together, 
and let's say we have 15 friends or 50 friends or 100 friends, you can really see how you can accelerate that learning that needs to happen for the impact that Gen Z and millennials want to make. And it sounds like it's also the sharing experience of it that, you know, by not only accelerating, but sharing the learning, you know, you're disseminating that information, like you said, not just one or two, but to 15 to 50 to 100. Um, so you have the ability to also accelerate the learning, it sounds like, across that whole group of um, next gen investors. Yeah, so I would say there's a couple of things that I, I think are important to emphasize with that. The first is, so we started, and, and I hope this speaks to any folks that are thinking about trying to start something on their own. We started as five next gen sitting around a table and grew to over 400 community members in over a year, a little under a year. So I say that to tell you, you can do it. And it's no don't let starting small stop you and don't let growing to be big overwhelm you there really is value in both um and and you can keep your you know your small cohorts and your and your larger communities and really allow those to to work well in terms of the sharing and the shared learning it's invaluable. I think part of what Nova does really well and what I hope to see other next gens do is create trust um, networks in, in a traditionally private sector. I mean, it literally is called the private sector, right, for a reason. Um, but the importance of saying, hey, you know what, this didn't work. And here's what I learned from that. As you're at various stages in your journey is invaluable. I think a lot of times we're, you know, used to keeping things private and used to talking about all our successes and what's going really well. And that's fabulous. But it's also okay and really important to say, hey, you know, we tried this. This is where this went wrong. I hope I can, you know, make sure that you as a next gen don't make that same mistake. Yeah. Well, we all all learn so much more from our mistakes <laughs> or missteps sometimes in our wins, right? Yes. Yes, and, and a part of our, our thesis is, boy, I'd rather lose that on a 5K investment and learn than have lost it on a $50 million investment, right? So um, the failures actually are, are probably the most important thing that, that can prepare us for the future. Absolutely, and they're not, um, I think sometimes people equate mistakes with um, not being worthy or not being good enough. and. You know, the reality, if you look even to the entrepreneurship literature, a lot of the entrepreneurs have 10, 20 different starts before they actually have that one really successful start. I guess you could look at investing, especially in this still relatively nascent space, right? Impact, sustainable investing. Um, I mean, it's still really in its infancy. And so how important it is to have more intelligence and more of a a group approach, I think it's incredibly powerful. Do you have specific cohorts that might look at different interest areas or tell us more about how your cohorts work? Sure, so we run cohorts as a sort of base level education and we bring in different folks from different parts of the impact ecosystem. So as an example, sort of the four focus areas are venture and impact um, and then we have 
family foundations and strategic philanthropy. And then we have uh, UN specific sustainable development goal education. And then finally, which I think is honestly turning into one of the most fun sections, which I wasn't expecting, but building your career and impact. A lot of times I think folks forget you know, while you're a traditional philanthropist or you're making impact investments, perhaps you want to start your own firm or your own fund or your own nonprofit or whatever that is, right? But learning different parts of the ecosystem and who the players are and what helps you figure out where do I want to be in this space? Where do I think I can provide value? In terms of issue areas, this was done pretty strategically. We call ourselves cause agnostic. So we're really interested in educating the person. And then we find it our job when they express to us, hey, I'm really passionate in oceans or hey, I'm really passionate in environment. Olivia and I felt, you know, we're not going to say what's the most important issues. We're going to let this community tell us what those are. And then we're going to go find the mentors in that space, the funds in that space, the deals in that space and bring it to them. So we're about educating the person and um, what they're passionate about and knowing that that can evolve and change. You don't have to necessarily stick to one cause, but you can. I love it. I love it. And I, I love that there's so much passion and interest just to um, have this triple bottom approach, right, to um, thinking about investing. I mean, thinking about you coming from more the foundation side, again, your foundation keeping families giving. Um, tell us more how you saw the shift from where you originated to now this bigger intergenerational conversation and how this is really helping build on ramps, right, for next gen family members to be a part of the impact thesis. Sure. So I was really interested in evaluating models. So those five friends that I mentioned who sat around our kitchen table and talked about, okay, at some point, I think I'm ready to step into this world. We thought, well, part of that is going to be exploring what's out there, what's working, what's not, who's done what. So we all spent about six months going to different conferences, going to different communities. Some of my favorites, Nexus, Summit, 2164, Family Office Exchange, really immersing ourselves into what's out there, what's needed, who do we partner with, how do we make sure our experiences are valuable. So after that transpired, part of what I felt like was really important was, and I talked about this a little bit, but learning how to make giving decisions outside of your family with mm -hmm. your peers but with mentors to help guide you and i didn't really see see a, any particular community owning that or or any way to do that so for our family foundation we set up a next gen advisory board so those members actually were deploying our family foundation's capital but we mm -hmm. were taking them through with mentors the process of diligence the process of you know, reviewing grants, what does that look like? Pitches from nonprofits, developing those relationships, but really putting a next gen lens on it. So making sure they knew how to be intergenerational, making sure we were working together on a long-term plan for them to engage next gens in, in their work. So that's kind of how we set up KFG. But what we learned from that is that was strictly with nonprofits. And mm -hmm. 
a lot of our members who are part of family offices um, or even, you know, some of them had had companies that had exited and were looking at doing investments but really cared about impact. It just wasn't in it just that's not what our private foundation was set up to do. So Olivia, who is probably the most vocal about this, and, and also I'll, I'll cheer on SDG goal five of gender equality and making sure that women know you do both. You can do both. You can give and you can invest. And we need to know how to do that. We need more women investing. So uh, we together decided to do a trial project along with a previous mentor of mine, Celeste Flores with Giving Tuesday. We went to Giving Tuesday and said, hey, we noticed you don't have a, you know, a next gen angle. Um, why? And Celeste, being the mentor that she is, she said, OK, Olivia and Chelsea, go build it. So we did during COVID, uh, Giving Tuesday's first ever next gen global campaign as a test for you know our ideas um, on you know valuing investment, but also philanthropy and just working together and what that looked like. We're really proud to say we accomplished over one million actions for good, um, and we'll run that campaign in perpetuity at least for now. But the most important part of that story is Olivia and I realized, wow. Next gens really want to be involved. They really want to give. They really want to invest. They really want to tell their stories and they need a community. So that was the, the on ramp and start um, build into Nova. So we each have our own family foundations that next gens can be a part of. But Nova is this global community of both philanthropists and investors. It's so powerful. I mean, hats off to you and Olivia for aspiring and then actually translating this opportunity and making it real because i agree with you um i do believe the millennials the gen z's gen, even the gen xers they want community as it relates to putting the toe in the water but also sort of figuring out how to in a safe space engage and i mean i will Put some, throw some caution to the wind that I do think it's hard to do it alone and it's hard to know really um, is there greenwashing happening or is this legit? So having the ability to vet ideas in a community that's private like you've created is outstanding. Hats off to you again. Thank you, Kirby. And I think to your point on, on not doing it alone, you know, this is supposed to be fun. Impact is supposed to be you aligning with your purpose. And sometimes I think we focus on what we don't have or the agency we don't have or the rooms we're not in or the conversations we're not a part of yet. And I think really shifting our focus on that to more of a positive lens of look what we can do when we come together. And, and that's all forms of capital, right? That's your time. What boards can you serve on? Do you have a friend that's running a nonprofit do, that you wanna try to volunteer your time at? What you know, rooms and communities can you join as a network? So your, your human capital, I, I hate the, I'm actually not a fan of the term human capital, but I do <laughs> think it's important to get across the point, just your network, right? Who all do you know that can, maybe you you can introduce someone to in this space to really change their journey. So I think really shifting our lens on not so much about what we're not able to do yet and more about what we are able to do now. Yeah, I love it. And, you know, probably for that individual who's not at the point of making grants or deploying capital, 
this might also be a powerful way just to learn from others and what they're doing and how they're doing it if they're open to sharing. Because I know for a lot of families, um, you know, they might have a specific process or approach, but sometimes you just need to understand how it's working for other individuals, what they're doing to also excite you to know maybe where your passion is or where you want to get more involved. So I, I love that idea of, you know, learning through, I'll call it your social capital, right? Maybe where you have the ability to influence, make introductions, um, jump in and get your hands dirty and do some volunteer work. I think there's a lot of ways, you know, in the, in the early stages before you are writing checks or you're investing, you know, big dollars that, you can start and make a meaningful difference. I think that's such a good point, Kirby. And, and part of what we do do um, with Nova is we look for those investor communities as well, or pathways to engage next gens for learning. A lot of times what we've seen in this space is it's not that older generations don't want to engage with next gen or don't want them to learn or be a part of the process. It's that there's not really that bridge for them to understand how. And so part of it is, you know, making sure that it's an easy lift for them and understanding you can actually be doing what you're already doing. Let's carve out portions where next gens can either be supportive or they can sit in and learn so that it's mutually beneficial, but not this overwhelming fear of, oh, this is going to take so much time. I can't be a mentor for this many people. Yeah, yeah, I love it. Now, if you were to leave our listeners and viewers with a couple of takeaways, you know, Kelsey Toller has learned over her many years of jumping into this space. What is it that you, you would want uh, listeners and viewers to think about um, as they close this podcast today? I think COVID has taught me the importance of living boldly in every aspect of your life. Now, I am not saying go deploy all of your money tomorrow to, to one company, right? Please be risk adverse, set yourself up for success. Um, ask those mentors, ask those peers, but don't be afraid to fail. Don't be afraid to start, move into action, commit to doing something and, and see how it goes. Push yourself. Um, that's something I'm still working on even daily, right? This concept of I don't have to go at this alone, but what can I push myself to do? How can I learn more? How can I truly make a difference when we're combating a lot of external factors that you know are, are really tough in this world? We have to come together. We have to build the community. We have to be willing to start that journey right now. Well, Olivia, thank you so much for sharing your time and treasure on another successful podcast um, from Tamara Learning. You are truly a champion of change, and I'm so grateful to know you and Olivia and to see the incredible work you are forwarding. Keep up the great efforts, and I just, I'm so thankful for all that you've shared today. It's really, really powerful. Thank you so much, Kirby. And if, if folks are interested in, in this space or you just need a friend or someone to call, um, Kirby has this information, but Kirby or myself, there are people in this ecosystem that, that wanna be a part of your purpose and your journey. I couldn't have said it better. We will definitely have more information around um, both uh, NOVA and Keep Families Giving Foundation. Um, uh, in the additional um, 
tab on our website with this podcast. So feel free to dig in, learn more, and launch your journey if you're not already going. Thanks, Kirby. Thank you, Chelsea.